Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Another week, another dollar, another week. Markets are at all-time highs yet again. The S&P 500 NASDAQ closed at a week high last week and opened this morning in record territory. I hate doing the I told you so. I feel good about it. I don't feel great about it. I like that the markets found some positive sentiment inside some of the trade dealings with China and the central bank policy last week. Earnings season is pretty much so starting to get behind us a little bit now. Are we due for a correction? Sure. We've had an amazing year. Market seems to care mostly at this point in time about 2020. And it's the China-U.S. trade war positive effects versus maybe the presidential election season. Maybe we get a little bit of a Congress that does nothing next year a little gridlock, which sometimes is perceived as positive on Wall Street. So the Grinch's heart, is it warming as we move towards Christmas? We got a little bit of that Grinch positive on Friday of last week with the whole China-U.S. trade war. Commerce Secretary Wilbur Ross said good progress is being made with the phase one trade negotiation. It's interesting the way that it got done. Not one big package, but phases. Okay. I think we're all pretty open-minded to that. U.S. companies doing business in Huawei should be granted soon. Um, Huawei, obviously, a big telecom 5G play. It's kind of a China's pride and joy. Will the U.S. or will the U.S. not have to impose a tariff hike on imported foreign cars? It's a big business, and you can see that maybe this is all being planned to coincide with things accelerating the election. It's a conspiracy theory that has some good ideas tied to it, maybe, right, or merit. In the world of, oh my gosh, no way, Steve Esterbrook, CEO of McDonald's, is fired for violating the company policy by having a relationship with another employee. Too soon to make a Happy Meal joke? Too soon? $3 billion of market cap wiped out. Now, I look at the man, and I'm not judging. He's a good-looking man, what have you. I don't know anything, right? But I'm like, wow. The amount of companies that topple because of dating policies not being adhered to. McDonald's in the past kind of ran out of places to grow in the United States. We had a McDonald's on every corner. 
than we had at McDonald's in every quarter in Europe and McDonald's on every corner in Asia. McDonald's focused in the last couple of years on technology and technology upgrades, digital, digital menu boards, self-order kiosks, trying to get into the uh, billions of dollars in delivery sales. So pricey store renovations, delivery commission fees, value deals started to fray a little bit between management and their franchisees. But ultimately, Easterbrook was considered very successful, the stock hitting an all-time high. I'll tell you a little bit more about McDonald's CEO replacement in the coming days. Chris Kaczynski, uh, he was head of McDonald's U.S. businesses, worked closely with Easterbrook in efforts to turn around the location. So it seems like a smart choice if you're trying to keep that transition fluid. But interesting, no? Dow hits another record high, rises more than 100 points amid U.S. trade China optimism. Under Armour. Oh, I got to mention this. I've never owned Under Armour directly. I've wanted to. I've thought about it. I've looked at it. I looked at it passionately and said, man, you could be the next Nike. And then I always went with Nike. But Under Armour's third quarter earnings and sales topped analyst expectations, but the company's slashing their outlook in large part because they are cooperating with the SEC and the Department of Justice in a probe on of its accounting practices. So here's the problem with probes on accounting practices. I don't know what how to look at you and value. I kind of need to know your accounting. Is it conservative? Is it? Are we seeing the revenue? Are we seeing the earnings? Are we seeing the buybacks? What are we seeing, and why is this not being legit? If your spouse comes to you tonight and says, "Honey, I've got bad news. The IRS has contacted me, and all of our filings have to be redone." Well, honey, how much are we worth? You probably don't know. How, what did we do wrong? You probably how much do you? You probably don't know. So anytime there's a restatement, it brings up question marks, and that's not good when it comes to money. Sales in North America, down about 4% for Under Armour. They've kind of been playing into this athleisure world. And that's a trend. It's it's totally investable. First thing I do when I get home, when it's been a long day, I'm, I'm like instantly into my jammies, right? Some people get into their workout clothes, but we want to take off our formal clothes and de-stress. And I said, Rob, jammies. So anytime a company has this kind of cloud, it makes it very difficult to succeed as an investor. Because you don't know. And big money kind of wants to know. Popeye's chicken sandwich is back. McDonald's is bringing back the retro Happy Meal toys. Oh, good God. Why did they have to announce that on the same day their CEO is stepping aside for a relationship with an employee? Why did they have to do the Happy Meal joke? Oh, I could already see Jimmy Fallon later tonight and Jimmy Kimmel. Right? 800-516-1220 each calls on the air. Anything else that you want to talk about? We could talk about money, investing, and more. You don't have to be shy. I would say the uh, top two stories of the day. 
Under Armour and McDonald's. Now, for McDonald's, typically put, stocks typically at a 52-week high or somewhere close to a 52-week high. It's tough to paint the company in bad picture. But $3 billion off its market cap is telling you that Wall Street kind of liked their last CEO. Obviously, you remember some of the things he's tinkered with with breakfast all day and things like that. Oh, oh, here's the first one. McDonald's not loving it. Stock down 2%. Hamburger chain reported disappointing results last month. Quick naming of a CEO replacement accomplishes a few things, which is good. Eliminates guessing. And it kind of sets down the table, and we see that it's unsettled. I'm loving it. Oh, I'll be here all day. Philip Morris is doing a massive restructuring. Whoops, they paid a lot of money for Jewel. Someone's been fired, I'm sure, with that one. 800-516-1220 to each calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we talk about money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Big seminar coming up in early November, a couple weeks away. You can sign up for it by going to newfocusfinancial.com. It's newfocusfinancial.com and use the code RADIO25. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. Welcome in. Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money invested in more. Thanks for listening to the show. I pledge if you listen to the show 10 hours a week, you'll learn something. I know that I'm still learning from focusing in on financial media and trying to stay on top of this as best as I can. Um, Hopefully, you continue to learn. And sometimes, hopefully, you evolve a little bit of your process in, in how you see things as an investor. I used to play with individual biotech stocks. I don't play with individual biotech stocks anymore. I've been burned. I know better. It's a positive thought that I'm trying to convey, even though it's coming across as negative. Big seminar coming up Thursday, November 14th. We are in the month of November, so that's 10 days from now. Double Tree by Hilton Hotel in Burlingame, all about retirement planning and income taxes. You can learn more by signing up at newfocusfinancial.com. Use code RADIO25 and Take a look at everything that CFP Chad Burton and I have to offer there. Mr. Burton, how are you? Good, Rob. How are you? Doing well. Let's talk about the time of year, open enrollment throughout the month. What do we need to know about open enrollment periods? November, I guess, is the month, huh? Yeah, for a lot of companies, they have the November open enrollment where people can make change to benefits or... Uh, people that finally are eligible get to sign up for the 401k. So any, it's, it's a time to do a couple things. Just take a fresh look at what options you're taking with your health insurance, what you're doing with your 401k. Um, do some tax planning towards the end of the year. Make sure you've withheld enough for your federal taxes, for example. Um, so you, it's a good time to say, okay, what health insurance option am I going for through the employer if there are options? Does the employer, for example, offer an HSA account, a health savings account option where you get a higher deductible plan, but it allows you to put money into an account that you can invest in mutual funds or ETFs, and you get a tax deduction for doing it, and it can grow, and later you can take that money out like a Roth IRA to pay for medical costs. It's like a super Roth because you get a tax deduction going in, 
and it's tax-free coming out for medical expenses, um, it's a good idea to say, okay, look, I'm, I'm expecting a raise. I'm expecting a bump in pay. So maybe you change the deferral amount in your 401k to try to start catching up with being behind on your savings. And then two more things. Ask if, they're, if you haven't had a Roth 401k option with your employer, ask if they've added it. And then a lot of employers, Rob, have added back the idea of making after-tax contributions to the 401k and allowing that money to be immediately converted to the Roth 401k, so it gets the supercharged ability to, you know, get 30 grand a year if you can afford to save that much into a Roth 401k if you do it the right way. Um, and I guess the last one you could say, you know, are you over 55 and looking at retirement and looking at your company's long-term care insurance options if they have that available to you? Wow, a lot to think about. Um, how would you address going about this? I know I'm going a little bit off topic, but do you go to HR? Do you trust HR at a company? Uh, yeah, well, yeah, typically you trust HR. A lot of times they're they're giving you the portal and all sorts of drop down menus to to take a look at. Um, and oftentimes, you know, hey, there's there's open enrollment meetings, things like that. Attend one. Maybe there's something that you're missing. You might get uh, you know a tidbit of advice or or find about, out about something new that you should be looking into. Um, a lot of times, though, the employers, especially in the Bay Area, you, you sign into a portal and you're able to look at all of the very op- various options that are there. Sounds good. Big event coming up on the 14th. People can sign up at newfocusfinancial.com. Get a copy of your podcast. Get a copy of the downloadables that are ready for that seminar at newfocusfinancial.com. What are the basics of an HSA plan and who is it right for... Uh, in your opinion, how do you plan this? Well, who it's really right for, a couple things. First of all, you need to have a healthy family. You're not going okay. to the doctor very much because you're getting a higher deductible plan. Um, okay. You know, $1,300 or more per person, for example, type of a plan on the deductible where you're covering that amount from the beginning and then the co pays are higher. So there's more out of pocket potential. But that risk allows you to open an HSA account, put money into that account, get a tax deduction on your, on your return, regardless of your income. So there's no phase-outs or anything like that. Um, so you want to have a healthy family, and then you want to have enough cash flow to, number one, not only fund the HSA account, but on top of being able to fund it, you're also able to still continue to pay those high deductibles and co-pays out of your existing cash flow. So it's got to be a healthy family, and cash flow's got to be good enough to where they're already maxing out their 401k, they're already you know, doing a Roth IRA, and they're looking for additional savings vehicles that are going to be really good in retirement. Because what's awesome about these things in retirement is you, if you have money left over and it's grown and grown and grown, after 65, you can take it out on a monthly basis to pay for your Medicare Part B, your co-pays, dental insurance costs, and all sorts of stuff in retirement. Um, so it's a really powerful retirement planning tool if you can, you know, get enough cash flow to to fund these things. It's kind of cool because it's and it use, excuse me for the use of the word cool. I'm not sounding like a ten year old boy, but some of the financial tools available to you are kind of like supercharged and super powered. Um, it, it's kind of like a, a, a backdoor one there, the way to save um, a lot more money. I like it. Moving on, Mr. CFP, Chad Burton, people can find you at newfocusfinancial.com. Is people ask about the after-tax 401k option. You talked about maybe going to your HR and asking about, is this now available? What exactly do we need to know about the after-tax 401k option? 
Well, first of all, the last, um, well, actually, the last three things I was talking about, uh, we've got three pretty recent blogs at newfocusfinancial.com. Uh, one of the most recent one in October is all about the HSA savings account. You know, who's it right for? How do they work? Um, so take a look at that. But the other option is why we're talking about the back. It's called the Mega Backdoor Roth 401k. And we have two blogs. One is for employees. You're working for somebody else. And then the other one is for small business owners, like if you're self-employed or it's just you and your spouse. And it kind of talks about why the SEP IRA is not the right choice there. It's, it's this mega backdoor Roth IRA. But everybody thinks of these defined contribution plans as having a limit of 19000 or 25000 Right. But the limits are actually 56 and 62 between all contribution types, your contribution, your employer's match, and after-tax contributions. And most plans can do that and now allow it to be converted to a Roth. So long story short, if you're looking at ways to get more than nineteen grand into your 401k, you need to read the blog. And it explains exactly how this works and the questions that you need to ask your employer. I mean, it's, it's Cisco, uh, Facebook, uh, IBM, Apple, Lockheed Martin, all these, all these companies have it. And this is all legal. You just need to know about it. You need to know about CFP Chad Burton. You can meet CFP Chad Burton. Doubletree by Hilton Hotel, Burlingame, California, 638, 30 November 14th. It's a Thursday evening. You can sign up for the event at newfocusfinancial.com. We're going to be talking tax reforms, income tax, social security strategies. He just gave one where you can supercharge your retirement. I like it, especially on the good years where you have extra money laying around. You can find Chad at newfocusfinancial.com. Big event coming up in Burlingame at the Doubletree by Hilton Hotel. Sign up at newfocusfinancial.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. I think I figured something out 20-plus years ago, 25 years ago. Yeah. I saw that the markets kept hitting all-time highs on a pretty regular basis. I'm like, wait, wait. It's not a roller coaster. People don't lose money. Things don't go to zero. No, no, they do if you buy individual stocks. But if you're just playing indexes, I'm not guaranteeing anything, but you should be on the right side of positive unless you're doing something crazy wrong. Now, sometimes some people do things crazy wrong. They go through a divorce, and they get a lump sum of money, and they throw it in the stock market at an all-time high. They come back in three years, and they see that it's down 20%, they panic. And they throw it in the market three months earlier, three months later. could have been different. Who knows? But over time, that's typically a smart thing to do. Now, sadly, I want to say this. More and more people are going to need to work till the day they die. I want more and more people to start investing when they're earlier so we can cut down on that statistic. More and people are going to work till the day they die. More Americans are working in their 60s and 70s than in the past. That trend is expected to continue. I don't mind having a waiter or waitress who's 60, 70. I don't mind that. I think it's kind of cool. When I'm 60 or 70, I kind of hope I'm hustling on my feet and keeping my heart and everything moving, right? I don't know if I want a massage therapist at 70 where their, their bones are cracking and creaking as they're working on your cracking and creaking bones. And I don't know if they're going to want to be able to do that kind of physical labor. 
27% of workers age 65 to 75 have a job. That's up from 17% in 10 years ago. So that's called labor participation. We've jumped from 17% of people over 65 to 27%. For those 75 and over, 8.7% of Americans still work at 75 and over. Now, again, some of it's just like working at Walmart as a greeter. And, yeah, it's not you know a lot of skin off your back. You're not going in and putting in the nuclear launch codes and saving the world, which is good. Americans saving enough for retirement. These two numbers tell you no. I think that's what's going on here. The average 60 to 70-year-old American saved only $194,000. So they're counting on that Social Security income to kind of offset things so that they don't have to pull off their teeny tiny puny $194,000. Now, again, when you're 65, 70, if you're working at a golf course and you're getting discounts on your golf, great. I just want you to know what you're walking into. People are living longer. A lot of people won't be entitled to full Social Security benefits till they're 67. Working after 60, 62, 65, it can get kind of tricky. Your body may not put up with it, and yet your 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 budget needs that income. One thing you can do when you're 50 and older, you can catch up on your 401k contributions. Typically, you can put in $19,000 a year for 2019, and I do that with my 401k. I do $1,000 a paycheck, $2,000 a month. You do the math after eight months, it's about $16,000. Then after, I'm like, woohoo, I'm starting to feel good around September, October. It's lighting it up. But wait, wait, I can put in $5,000 more. So I do. $6,000 more. So that gets me up to $25,000 a year now. So, and that's typically $1,000 a month for 12 months every two weeks. Yep, that's $24,000. So now I don't get that extra like last month or two where I'm like, oh, wow, I got a little extra money in my pocket. I mean, I'm, I'm spending it on my retirement. You can also do catch up contributions in your Roth IRAs and your IRAs. And, and I recommend, you know, taking a look at some of the stuff. Treat it seriously. I know people who spend more money on their sandals than they do on their more money researching sandals. More time researching sandals is what I want to say than actually spending on their own retirement plan and their budget. Google's $2.1 billion acquisition of Fitbit, which again, Apple's just killing it with a watch. A lot of people have scratched their head like, it'll never go. People won't pay that much. What do you mean it, it, it needs the watch to, it needs the phone to be effective? If you don't have one, you don't have the other kind of thing was the thought, but it's, it's caught on nicely. But Google now is in theory, expected, they're picking up Fitbit, they're going to face a protracted regulatory review, and it's the last thing in the world that I thought would have happened. And it, it, it's, it makes me scratch my head, because I'm like, isn't Apple winning the wearable device war? Don't we need competition there? Shouldn't this one be brushed through? I don't know anyone with a Google Watch. I don't know one single human being with a Google Watch. 
But Congress is going to look into Google and whether they should be permitted to acquire more companies while they're already under investigation for the Department of Justice antitrust issues. So Google is telling the government, we're going to flex and we're going to go out and buy Fitbit, even though you're investigating us for other antitrust issues. That's where the story gets some cojones and that's where it gets some like drama. Google picked up DoubleClick in 2007, and that took about eight months to get through regulatory approval. I think you can expect another eight months here. Alphabet's Google is a leader in digital data. Fitbit would give it a lot of new data tied towards activity and health, which can be sold. Fitbit's got more than 28 million users, which is it feels like 27 million too many. I'm kidding. I joke. I joke. I joke. But Apple's got 46% of the growing sector, and they're kind of dominating. Now, the question is, would that merger cut down on the quality of other competitors who might come to the table? And would Google be abusing its data privacy protections? Very interesting stuff. Very, very interesting. So that's what you may not have thought was going to get a regulatory review, but it will. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Money, investing, and more. Don't forget, big seminar coming up. 14th, that's 10 days from now, roughly. You can sign up at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. We're at the tail end, the last week of earnings season. There's earnings throughout every every week, but there's a bulk of it in a three-week period, and we're in that third week right now. The top stories of the day, Bausch Health beat top and bottom line expectations. That's a big healthcare company. Under Armour down 14% on news that their accounting practices are being reviewed. McDonald's down 3% after firing its CEO, Steve Easterbrook for violating company policy by having a recent consensual relationship with an employee. I read a lot of the news coming out of that one. He was like, my bad. I knew knew better. My bad. I don't know. I was listening to an interview with uh, Trevor Noah, and he said it's really difficult being a comedian these days because every single joke you write, you have to run it now through you know, obviously critics and censors, but then he goes, you have to run it through like a social media filter and will the backlash be too much? Uh, I'm not a big social media guy. Just throwing that out there for you. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. I just feel more free without it. And again, I get it. Delta might end its process to buy Altalia. Fiat and Peugeot are expected to sign binding merger agreement by next month. Fiat and Peugeot. One of the very first cars I ever made was a Fiat convertible Spider. I made two of them out of 16 barrels of parts. And they ran for about 200 days. And I got a really great set of tools for the future vehicle, for future things, because I spent a lot of money on the tools. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. The TV market is a massive shift right now from traditional cable TV, which is considered linear 
to streaming and over-the-top OTT. And it's connecting TV through the Internet. From a recent Roku press release, advertisers today spend more than $70 billion a year on traditional TV. So the old linear TV, $70 billion is still being spent on it. The streaming services account for 29% of TV viewing, but so far have only captured 3% of TV ad budgets. As viewers continue to migrate to streaming, automated media buying solutions are expected to unlock more advertising investment into over-the-top services. So bottom line short, companies like Roku and companies that are doing, like Hulu, that are doing advertising-based solutions for streaming, i.e. commercials, they've got a massive amount of pie to play with if the numbers continue to, to migrate to their platforms. Madison Square Garden is hired today after the New York Post reported that Silver Lake is seeking a major stake in the New York Knicks and Rangers ahead of their proposed spinoff. Madison Square Garden is a publicly traded stock, and it is considered to be long-term in value, in large part because the Rangers and the Knicks stink so bad that you're buying a sporting franchise that may bounce back. Big seminar coming up on the 14th. You can sign up at newfocusfinancial.com. Use the code RADIO25. I'll see you then. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. Interesting little press release comes out this morning, but it shows where we're moving as a society, in my opinion. Apple's going to give $2.5 billion to address the affordable housing crisis in California. Not sure how much it's going to help, but I'm glad they're seeing it. Tim Cook noted service workers and teachers are leaving the area surrounding headquarters at a rapid rate. If you don't have teachers and massage therapists and restaurateurs, you don't have a community. All they have is a bunch of tech engineers who go to work and come home and go to work and come home and go to work and come home. And they don't make babies. They don't get into a community. I think you're going to see more and more like this. And again, Mark Benioff is head of Salesforce. He clearly grew up in the area and he wants to see tech companies do their part. Now, some people would say tech companies do their part because they're paying taxes. Maybe it's politicians need to like watch what programs they're putting money into and not. Silicon Valley communities have put pressure on tech companies who have rapidly expanded, saying, like, hey, you once were a small company in our community, and we were cool with that, but now you're a huge company, and you're taking up a lot of our resources. You need to share. Google announced in July it'd give a billion dollars for affordable housing in the Bay Area. Facebook gave up a billion. Apple, two and a half billion. I think we're going to see more social movements by big these big companies. Why shouldn't Facebook come up with a, a high school or Oracle with a college? If they want the employees to get a perk, send your kid to a technology college, and maybe we'll get them a job. Certainly doesn't help. Like, do we want Facebook to have a a firefighter university? No, no, no. But these guys, it, it's just, it's a very difficult choice to leave behind a community. Do you call it home or not? 
So Apple's throwing in $300 million worth of Apple-owned land for affordable housing. Apple's going to donate $150 million to affordable housing fund. They're going to get $50 million to address homelessness. I've been friends with some school teachers. And I don't know how they do it. I've been friends with firefighters, and I know they do it like with magic. A lot of them buy homes out in Tahoe or Truckee and commute three and a half hours for their three or four day shift. The problem with that is when there's a big fire and there's a big earthquake and it's they're off duty, they're going to be in the wrong part of the country. I said duty. Just throw that out there for you. 800-516-1220 to each calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to each calls on the air. The Dow Jones Industrial Average, the NASDAQ, and the S&P 500 all have hit record highs today. There's a thought that the trade war will eventually get done. I feel we've had a great year. I feel we're a little bit extended. I don't feel I see a lot of catalysts for extending it other than the end of a trade war. Trump could talk all he wants about tax cuts, but I don't think the Democrats are going to give it to him in an election year. Maybe. I could be wrong. Maybe. 800-516-1220 to each calls on the air. In an email that I'm getting more and more regularly, and it, it just makes me sad. Gail sends an email, says, I've been unlucky with stocks. In 1999, I bought Cisco at $72 a share in Nokia. Unfortunately, both stocks did poorly, and I lost money. In 2009, my dad died. I inherited 100, 612 shares of PG&E. Stock rose gradually to about $70 a share, and then fires came. Today, my stock is worth $6.43. I didn't sell it after the first fire because I remember PG&E going bankrupt once before, and it recovered. Since I make terrible decisions in stocks, I'm asking for advice. Should I sell it now or hold on? I won't hold you responsible, and I figure no one can make a worse decision than me. Well, Gail, I've been talking about this for a freaking fragging year, two years. Ever since I made a huge mistake on air, and someone said, should I buy PG&E? I said, I don't know. We don't know how much the bodies are worth. And instantly I caught myself, I said, bodies, uh-oh. And sure enough, it was right during the Paradise Fires. I'm talking about how many dead people are going to come out of a fire. And then you could start figuring out the math, a dead person's worth $1.4 or something like that in a court system. If you go out and get in a car accident today, there's a precedent for what a 35-year-old white guy who has a tech job at Google is worth. There's a precedent for someone, uh, a stay-at-home house mom. Lawyers know the numbers. They know what they can get. They know at what point in time a jury goes, whoa, 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 that's too much. So, Gail, I, I question whether why you're a fan. Why do you even know my number? Like, I, I've told you for years, don't buy PG&E. And she bought Cisco at an all-time high, which she's probably done okay if she's got the dividend since then. But I don't know. And she bought Nokia, and she, she flat out said she forgot the cost. Like, she doesn't even follow the stocks. She shouldn't be buying stocks! And she says she's been unlucky with stocks, but those are two, uh, you know, Cisco's one of the greatest investment stories of all time. She shouldn't be buying stocks. She'd be buying indexes. And when you inherit, like, a, a stock like a PG&E, don't think you know a damn thing about it, because you don't. Don't think you can become an analyst. Don't think you can be a financial planner. Don't think you can do what I do. This takes work. Sell it if you inherit it. I've got a board op who, uh, he's a young man, and he's fantastic. And Let's say he inherits money. He's a young man, and he's a board op. He's going to meet a woman, fall in love, and have babies. He shouldn't be buying individual stocks. And if you can label yourself as someone who's unlucky with stocks, you shouldn't be buying individual stocks. The moment you inherited that, she should have said, it's income. 
and sold it because she can't babysit it. Some people, I've got a friend who, trust me, you not want to put him around children. Not for any reason other than the fact that he's allergic to them. But some people shouldn't buy stocks. Today, we're sitting at a precipice of, of the S&P 500, the NASDAQ, and the Dow Jones Industrial Average all-time highs. Your portfolio should be rocking, Gail. You shouldn't be asking questions like this. And it's, it's a little bit of tough love. What would I do with it? I'd sell it, because I don't know what a dead body's worth at this point in time. I don't know what the fire co- uh, worth is at this point in time. I don't know if San Francisco or San Jose is going to sue. I don't know what a lawyer is going to do, and I don't know what the courts are going to do. I know that the hedge funds are in it. I know that the pension funds are in it. I know the shareholders in it, the bondholders. That is not a fight that I want to win. That is like a divorce. You do not want to pick sides. It's like the Civil War. Nobody wins. Big seminar coming up on the 14th. You can sign up at newfocusfinancial.com. It's in Burlingame. Use code RADIO25 to get in for free.